<laughs> hold on. Let's hold on. You want me to do I, one for you? Uh, yeah, let, you do one. And hey, yeah. everybody coming in from the side, slipping and sliding. It's Young Green on the halfway okay. Podcast. Okay, well, yeah, heard it here first, folks. It's we're halfway. It was, this is the show we're doing, and uh, and and uh, you can't even believe it. It's me, Sean Green. Hi, hello, everybody. How are you doing? <laughs> we got, of course, Danny Fastpaws over here, and it's I. And we have uh, a wonderful, brand new guest, a brand new addition to the Halfway OKOverse, comedian Ryan Singer. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Put that I'm rubber joking. chicken away, you goofball. Oh, Holy heck. I gave up caffeine, so now the only thing I have is changing my voice. Oh. Well, how does that work? It's like, I just want to take a nap all day. Oh. It's really like when I've been addicted, I'm so addicted to caffeine. Yeah. Turns out. Caffeine is wonderful. It's it is like, good. I would drink coffee from the time I woke up till the time I fell asleep. And then, so it's been a month and I'm still not okay with it. Is it, why did you quit it? Because I started having like, I just started having general anxiety and I was like, oh. I think it's because I'm just jacked up all the time for the last 10 years. Oh, so you did a lot of fiend, huh? Mm-hmm. You did like a I lot I would of... drink like a pot of coffee and I woke up and then I'd okay. go to Starbucks later in the day, get a venti or a Trenta. Okay. Easy ice, extra shot. Oh dear. Iced coffee. Um, and then uh, I would do another one of those later even maybe wow. sometimes, depending if I had to be up late. So you'd have, you would have several milligrams of caffeine. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know measurements. I just know that, Neither like, I. I just know that, like, usually I would drink enough coffee because th- that was my routine. I would wake up and I would drink enough coffee to feel like I was going to have a panic attack, <laughs> and that would make me be like, okay, I'm ready to write. That's how you know you're alive. And then I would just have to like channel that panic into my notebook. Oh my god. To try to feel like normal again. Huh. So it was a good like routine to actually. I had to write to not have like a breakdown. What? <laughs> so that's what I was like doing to myself every day. Now you haven't written a word. Now I haven't. Yes. <laughs> you just want to do different voices. Yeah, now I just want to do voices. I'll like start writing a word and then halfway through I just fall asleep. <laughs> well, that's, what is that, what does that voice of you falling asleep sound like? Oh, this is going to be a great bit about, oh, how I can only have uh, dysfunctional. It's a pretty good voice. I think, I think it's working. I'm pretty sure quitting caffeine is how Rich Little got his start. <laughs> Isn't that? Oh my God! Do you know Rich Little? I, you know, I don't like to tell people this, but yeah. I, uh, Rich Little's. This is really weird that this came out. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. Because um, Ryan actually want... is running from the law because he murdered Rich Little. Oh Rich oh Little my was my godfather. What really? My dad was a session musician in Nashville for many years. He played on uh, Little Richard's last couple albums, or like in the middle there. Yeah. And Richard, uh, Rich Little and Little Richard, which is a lot of Rich That's going That's a on, lot going in a little... We're buddies. Little, yeah. Right? I think they'd met through... I'm trying to, to remember the story. Anyway, so how my dad you, became... How do you know Little Richard was actually involved and it wasn't just Rich Little doing a bit? <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he's a master impressionist. <laughs> but uh, and so uh, my dad became really like best friends with Rich Little there for a while. You're kidding me. And uh, I am kidding you. Oh. But see, you can tell anybody that someone is your godfather. <laughs> it's like the most believable lie you can tell anybody. See, Sean, holy shit. That's how you do a trick-em-up. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's good. Sean always tries to get people with these fucking cons yeah. that just end in a terrible pun. Yes. <laughs> yes. You see it coming as soon as it starts. Well, see, mine's more of a joke. Ryan just lied. Yes. That's, that's, that's so how that's, you do it. This is how you practice espionage. I don't, I'm just trying to get ha-has and yuck-yucks. Well, you're going to have to be able to. You're going to have to be able to lie really well oh after the God. fall, after the great fall happens. Oh my God! Which is coming around the corner. Though this so year, get ready. Uh, you have to be. You're going to have to be able to lie real well <laughs> okay. about like who you voted for and all this other kind of stuff. Oh, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. See the rich little bit. I would put that on the tier with my Robert Palmer addiction story. Okay. From last episode. Yeah, yours I, I are, believe yours are far down at the bottom. Hook, line, and stinker. Years. You know, it's funny because someone had recommended years ago that I name one of my comedy albums Hook, Line, and Singer. Oh, that's so And terrible. I initially loved it and then quickly realized my mistake. No, that's good. You Did you do it? Did you follow through Hook, and do Line, it? and Zinger. Oh, my God. This is, that's better. He is a Hook, comedian. Hook, Line, and Singer should be like when you do like a, like a Southern folk song oh album. God. Oh, I've got my Mountain Dew Head character. You would what? Who does uh, country songs. Sad country songs, kind of southern. He's a Mountain Dew hat that's become a lot. He's like an anthropomorphic Mountain Dew NASCAR hat. <laughs> Sean would be into that. That sings sad songs about how Diet Mountain Dew hat left him for Dr. Pepper hat. <laughs> but it's always, you really like it because it's all soda or pop or can bottle based puns. I, that, I'm in Like that. she popped my top and I <laughs> it made me fizz on the floor. That's one of the big hits he's got all right. that no one's ever heard. Um no, I've performed that one live a couple times. I've got a blue man bodysuit, and then I'll just put the Mountain Dew hat on. People are terrified. So, so you act like you're uh, you're you're going to be CG'd out. Yeah, is yeah, that yeah, the whole yeah, idea? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, like I do. I just don't have the blue screen yet because you can't have a green screen for a green hat. No, I, I like it better crazy. without. Yeah, there's like a kind of a David Lynch vibe too. Yeah, and uh, what's a, what's another? Do you know one? David oh, Lynch? Born Yellow is another one. Uh, I I wish I knew David. There was a lot of comedians on the new season. I didn't, I've still not seen it. There's like multiple comedians I have done shows with and do know that are on the new season of, like they're comedians that aren't famous that you don't know. He's talking about Twin Peaks for the Twin listeners Peaks. at home yes. that are stupid. Like Jay Larson, who's a hilarious comedian. He's he was the uh, he's on there on mm-hmm. one episode. This guy Josh Fadum uh, is on multiple episodes, um, and I think there might even be more. Although that last the last episode I watched of the new season, Tom Sizemore showed up, and I was just like. And it was like right when all that shit came out about Time Sizemore again. Who's Tom I don't know Sizemore? That he's the all. actor from like Reservoir Dogs, and you know, like he like he's in all the Tarantino shit. But he's just an awful person. Apparently, years ago on some movie, he was removed from the set because of inappropriately touching oh. like an eleven year old girl. There we go during like a <laughs> fake family photo, like they were or like a family photo they were doing like wow. on set, like. And like the girl, he was like, okay, told her parents that they're doing a family photo. Perfect opportunity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what what characters did he do? I can't. I can't. Picture he's him. like. Um, he's always like the piece of shit guy. You. This is. You might recognize him from this. He was the guy who was uh, dating and then publicly busted um, for abuse, physically abusing Heidi Fleiss, Hollywood Madam Heidi Fleiss. Remember that from like. 12, 13 years ago, uh, she was sheesh. like the the mad, the one the woman who had all the the highest priced escorts for like anyone famous huh. in like Los Angeles. They all went through her. I think I remember hearing something about Tom that, Sizemore was dating that woman, and, but he was is. but he beat her. Oh, and he uh, I think she pressed charges against him for beating her, but it never stopped him from getting more work. Huh. 
Well, was, hopefully it will now because it seems like that's like the new. Yeah, some guy just went force. down today or something. No, I think they're. Too. It had to. Would, it had to happen now, because like if it happened before, you're like grandfathered in. Because like <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger is still okay. Yeah, and people give a raped, shit about what that guy says. He raped a million women in a Chili's restroom. Oh, I don't. Know. I, he's the creepiest of all dudes, and like he's his like, face look like it's made out of tar that's been beaten for hours. Yeah, <laughs> he's disgusting. It does, and like, and he's like making all these like, and you know, he is so bold now because it's been so many years, and he feels mm. untouchable. Now he's making all these statements about like what players should do during the national anthem. It's oh, like good. no one gives, no one cares what a rapist thinks, dude. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. Lots of people do. Yeah. The same people who are like, I'm protesting the NFL because these guys are kneeling peacefully protesting. Yep. I'm pro. I am boycotting the NFL. Good. I've heard I've had so people, many people say that to me recently. Like, I'm boycotting the NFL. Oh no, they really miss you. <laughs> Those people are still posting comments on every NFL thread on Facebook. Yeah. I don't. I don't get it. I can't. But it's too late, fucking idiots. <laughs> Ten more nils and we resurrect Saddam Hussein. <laughs> we need him back in office. Mm-hmm. Right? He's going to be the new commissioner of the NFL. I'm into it. When uh, <laughs> there was this thing recently, when the uh, oh the owner of the Carolina Panthers, I don't really follow the NFL, but I love for some reason I love transactions. Okay, yeah, he I was, love. He was real into fiddling women that worked for him. Yeah, he? and also dropping an M bomb to one of his mm. scouts. So now he's like selling the team, and P did. He said he wanted to buy the team, and huh. so then this guy Colin Kaepernick, who started this whole thing, he said, "I want in the ownership group." And people online were like, "He's not allowed to do that." It's like, "Oh, why? Because he's black." Like it was like people were like, "There's no way you can't you can't let him be." It's like you can't stop anyone from buying something yeah. in America. You idiot. That's the whole Unless deal. it's alcohol or guns, and yeah. even that is real easy to get, Only, clearly. Yeah. I think you can buy something as long as you're white. It's harder to buy, That's like, it. medicinal marijuana for some people in this country than it is, like, an, a, wait, wait. an AR-15. Yeah. Hold on, let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> Who is it, how is it hard for non-whites to buy alcohol? Hmm? Oh, I was saying the whole, they were they were up in arms because Colin Kaepernick wanted to buy an NFL. You said alcohol and guns. Ryan said that. No, I said it's easier to buy. Oh, no, I said it's never been that hard to. Well, it, it should be well, no, harder. There's, a, there's an age. No, what I'm saying is you're allowed to buy. Any, the, what I said was you're allowed to buy anything you want in America unless it's age restricted, like guns or alcohol yeah. or like cigarettes, uh, you know, allegedly restricted by age. <laughs> yeah. Like you're supposed to show an ID and all that. But like if you're 16, you technically shouldn't be able to buy cigarettes. That's true. Or I bought a gun. cigarettes when I was 16. I was getting them when I was 11. Oh, my God. This guy would show us his guns. You know the flower Rama? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a flower Rama right there on what? Is it Stroop? Yeah. I, or Dorothy. It's on Dorothy. Dorothy and like Schroyer. Mm-hmm. For anybody local listening. Our <laughs> <laughs> last flower Rama. It uh, used to be a mini mart where some guy would sell me and my buddy cigarettes when we were like 11 and 12 years old and show us his guns. Huh. While That's, he sold his us arms. Cigarettes. Yeah, his arms. <laughs> touch him. You can. You can touch him. I'm surprised he didn't ask us to touch other things. Huh. Like, looking back on it, the dude was a real creep show. Yeah. Sounds like it. But you guys are both criminals for buying cigarettes underage. So oh, dude, I don't know if you're Not only that, here. but I was like a liar and a criminal and just a bad guy because I signed up for safety patrol so I could get out of school early because I went to St. Albert's right there. It's right on the corner down there. And I would, me and my buddies would ditch our, like, orange belts and helmets <laughs> into the bushes and we'd go down to the mini mart. Because you get out of school like 15 minutes early. 
huh. 20 minutes early. So we'd run down there, buy cigarettes, and come on back and do the, don't cross, cross, don't cross. You know, put your wow. hands up. Well, I was with you until you came back and did the job. <laughs> you, you, you just... You just delayed what well, your, if we didn't your come, obligations. Well, if we didn't come back, we you only get to do it once. Uh, you were coming across <laughs> you know? real cool until you just became a crossing guard. But if you if you didn't come back, then like they quickly remove you from the gig. Yeah, check this out. So you out. can't get out of class early. This one time so we wanted there. to get out of class early yeah. and smoke. Well, it reminds me of a time I went to the 7-Eleven a lot as a kid, and I would just steal and steal and steal, and then I would mail them money the next day for all the stuff I stole. You'd mail them money. I'd mail them money. Well, I was never good at thieving. No, I never stole. I mean, I did steal. Stealing rules. Uh, you know, I wish I could. That's the official stance of the show. <laughs> <laughs> stealing rules. Yeah. My Still brother got busted. <laughs> I was very young. My brother got busted stealing Banaka from a Rite Aid. Oh, and they took him down awesome. to the. They took him down to the uh, the precinct or the, the police house. Jail like house. the breath stuff. Yeah. A little breath spray. Why? How old was this? When they kid? called my mom, he must have been eleven. Or he must have been twelve. Huh. So I was probably ten. And my mom. I just remember being upstairs hearing my mom on the phone with the police uh the police department mm-hmm. whoever called crying my son's in jail <laughs> my son's in jail <laughs> she freaked out so hard that i was like oh i can never get caught stealing huh. because she is freaking out like real bad huh and so i was terrified to steal and i was never able to do it because I, of that moment that moment in your life could have taken a different turn where you just became obsessed with making your breath as good as possible. <laughs> You're just like scrubbing your teeth with like gasoline. Yeah, yeah. Your life would have gone down a completely different path that day. I, I like that. Old That's a green bit. gum singer. Why, why is he green? Why is his gums green? Because he's got the freshest mouth. <laughs> what, what, but green doesn't seem like a good color. It's, for like he ate, it's like he ate a goddamn leprechaun. His breath is so great. Half of his face has been rotted away with gasoline, but he's got a heart of gold, and you can really hear it on his newest album, Hook, Line, and Singer. Oh, the hits, the hits. Rich Little trained him. His godfather he was. Yeah. Marty Stewart. I had a a waitress at Applebee's in Iowa, like, almost make me call. (laughs) Almost make me call Marty Stewart, because there there was a framed... It was me Wait, and this Marty other, Stewart. I'm Marty Stewart's a, a country mu- musician who oh. was big in like the '90s, and probably the '80s too. Maybe I, I don't know. Anyway, he's but he had great hair. Mm-hmm. And Travis Tritt and him are in this framed photo. Travis Tritt was a big country music yeah. star. You know who Travis? Tritt I know is. that name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I smell T R O U B L E. I say yeah. I don't. I'm a member of the country club. Country music is what I love. Okay, I don't. Anyway, I do my drinking from a Dixie cup. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, anyway. So, so you get it? Get it? It's like country club. Right? Oh, he's, he's, oh, a country club. No, it's not that kind of country club. It's like a, what, like a it's club a he found in the woods? It's a country club. Like a, yeah, it's like, like, like boys, country boys club. But as it's, a place oh, I got to it. Back when country singers were cool and like group hot and stuff. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now they're just into Jesus. Although if you listen to the right ones, you just they're called Americana now, though. Or oh. folk or Americana. These Or Taylor Swift. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> good country out there that's alt country. It's called alt country now. Oh, they yeah, don't play okay. it well, there's a lot of good country. It's just old country. Yeah. There's no reason to not just listen to Waylon Jennings. Although, I, I don't know. I love Sturgill Simpson. I love Jason Isbell. I love I this guy, Adam that. Fawcett in the tall grass. Um, there's uh, Austin Lucas. There's like there's dudes out there who never get any action on the radio. They'll never be played on country music. They're radio. currently they're currently and they're doing currently stuff. on the road doing like mm. small gigs, and uh, you know some of them are, you know, Sturgill Simpson won 
the Grammy for best country album, and he's never had a song played on country radio. Hmm. And then Hasn't at the he been CMA, on Joe Rogan a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, and then at the CMA That's awards, than the fucking radio. At CMA awards, like four months ago, three months ago, he was out front busking in front of the CMA awards. Really? And nobody knew who he was. <laughs> the wow. guy who had country album of the year. Huh. Anyway, from the Grammys. But anyway, so it's pretty. So there's dudes out there like Sturgill Simpson who are like, you can, you know, sticking their middle finger up to Nashville and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. Um, there's a, uh, anyway. Todd Snyder's kind of like Todd that, Snyder, right? yeah. Yeah, he's a guy. He's, he's great. He's just, I think, too trippy for the radio anyway. Mm hmm. Todd Snyder's great. Well, I mean, it's not like the uh, rock and roll stations are playing anything like cool and new anyway. It, it, the radio is just an actual true garbage unless, pit, right? Unless you're listening to like the college radio station. Yeah. Right. And even then, it's, it, yeah. It's like the few, like. Doesn't Sean strike you like the kind of guy that would have like DJed a radio show in college? Yeah, he does. No. Oh, come on. That's terrible. But then like splices in like Pokemon audio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I would have had the technology. Super we got Incubus up next. Incubus <laughs> going to be going Incubus. super sad. Well, the only reason I said this because whenever I'm back home, yeah. I love listening to local radio because it's the same stations. Yeah. 103.9, Alt, The X, yep. The Alternative Rock. Oh, yeah. They were playing Incubus just now. Yeah, but they were. Here. Then they played that Lord Gal. Uh-huh. Uh, well, and then they followed up Incubus with some, do. And then Pearl Jam was mixed in there. I can't Oh, remember. wait. Uh the mass appeal. Oh shit! I don't know any of the words. Save tonight. It's fight uh, the break of dawn. Come tomorrow. <laughs> That's tomorrow not it. I'll be gone. Screensaver. Anyway, it's. I can't. Uh, they just do instrumentals. No, it's. Uh, I don't know the words. Huh. Um, if I heard the song, if you heard the song, you'd probably recognize it. Um, but uh, but then the yeah, Tue plays. Tue still plays like. You know, Bon Jovi, and then, yeah, like, and then they'll play corn and... every once in a while. Or not? No, they won't play corn. Sean's Actually, real into corn. No. <laughs> so you were at a Shoney's in Nebraska. Oh, I was at an Applebee's <laughs> in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. And there was a framed photo of Travis Tritt and Marty Stewart mm -hmm. on the wall. And the waitress came up, and I was like, hey, do you mind getting a photo of me in front of this? Uh, and I was there with my buddy. He could have just took it a bit. Yeah. And she was like an older waitress. And she goes, oh, you like Marty Stewart and Travis Tritt? And I said, uh, yeah, I'm particularly fond of them. Yeah, especially Marty Stewart. And she goes, oh, really? And I was like, well, Marty Stewart's actually my godfather. Oh, he's so and she almost dropped her, her like, That's like my phone. Oh, so like, me. Are you serious? And I was like, yeah, my dad was a session musician. That's, see, that's, oh, that's the line. That's so you good. You say that my dad was a session musician. Uh, at a recording studio in Nashville, so he knew everybody. It's and then like they're just feet, like, it's like a feat oh of strength, but not too much God. to believe. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, she it was almost to the point where she, because I had given her my phone to take the photo. Oh my! God. To the point where all, she was almost ready to go through my phone to look for Marty Stewart's phone number. That's so. So that's like the closest I ever got caught to like, or closest I ever got to getting caught. Like just red, like red-handed. Well, you could have just been like, oh, I call him something else. Yeah, that is so funny. Or you could start doing just that. put a false contact in your phone. I could. He's oh, dead now, isn't he? I don't. You know, that's a good question. Just put dead Godfather. I should. I should put that. <laughs> but there was an old couple behind us too, probably that in like listening? their 60s. That after this whole thing transpired, you could, you you know, you, you can kind of your peripheral. You could see them talking like, "Hey, Marty Stewart's his Godfather, <laughs> Marty Stewart." <laughs> 
What's that? <laughs> Marty Stewart. You know, it's like a mar- old married couple and they couldn't hear each You're other. You're like Johnny Appleseed, but <laughs> instead of like apple trees, you just lie to simple folk like <laughs> yeah. Sean about and all the waitresses. So they have close encounters with the almost famous. <laughs> I, that's really... Well, you know, you're adding a little bit of, sprinkling a little bit of joy in, in When you're on the road people. and you're just like so bored all the time and you yeah. have nothing to do, any little thing makes the day go by. Huh. Or the travel go by a little better. Or makes the day go by the Star Wars. Huh? <laughs> see that <laughs> yeah. new one? I did see the new one. No spoilers. Ignore, I don't. I didn't. I enjoyed I, it. I, 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 uh... Do we introduce Ryan to where people would know why he travels so much? Yeah, it's a comedian, Ryan Singer. Oh, okay. That's pretty Did self-explanatory. You? Oh, Ryan Singer lives in Los Angeles. He's a real L.A. type. but uh, California. Did you, We should talk about our origin story. Oh, yeah. We do have an origin story. We've known each other for... Quite some time. Quite 15 some years time. over. I've known Ryan Singer about as long as I've known Greg Nichols. We were all in a... You didn't know Greg before a li- Strangely Attractive? No. I knew him maybe you a year You were part before. of that improv group? An improv troupe that was on uh, public access TV here in Dayton, Ohio. We did a couple of shows out. MCTV or MCCT or what was it? MCCTV. The modicum of respect that you had gained with me for for lying to people just went out the window. Yeah, it's fair. I look at you now like I look at Sean. (laughs) We had fun. It was fun. It was, you know, ridiculous, but it was fun. It was. A- it actually, that's the thing that got me into stand-up, back into stand-up. Because I had done stand-up comedy, had quit, found Jesus like super hard for like oh, wow. two and a half years, snapped Where out of he? it. Uh, it turns out he was behind a dumpster sucking dick for crack. <laughs> that's where everybody finds That's where him. you'll oh find God. a lot of people. Uh, and uh, was that a little too much for the pod? Well, my, no, we are heathens. Um, my, so- my youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> the... But yeah, so, and remember that show we did at Wiley's? Yes. The competition show? I do. I remember being on stage at Wiley's during the competition show and thinking to myself, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) I have to do something else. (laughs) I was like thinking to myself, why am I not doing stand-up? And it was like in the middle of one of our bits. I was like, why am I not doing stand-up? Did you guys wear like matching sweatsuits? (laughs) No. No, we did not. Yeah, we did. yellow. We did film. I'd love to, and Greg doesn't know if he has it, but I'd love to find our KC Masterpiece Theater thing we filmed. That was really fun. I wrote this, or we all kind of wrote it together. KC Masterpiece, or KC... It was KC Masterpiece KC Masterpiece Theater. Theater. So it was like Romeo and Juliet, white trash style. You know KC Masterpiece, the barbecue sauce? Listeners, you can't see that. I just rolled my eyes. But it was great. It's very funny. It sounds like and instead of having mad, a knife fight, they had an arm wrestling contest. It's yeah. like an early Mad TV like pitch <laughs> session. It, well, this it was maybe a this was bit. the year two thousand and one. Yeah, so it was very fresh at the time. At the time, it was very fresh. It was very fresh. It yeah. was funny because I, I played like the I played like the narrator guy, and I was like an old guy on a porch and talking like an yeah, old yeah. Uncle Jesse type. And and it was instead of uh, it was uh, Romeo was. Could smell Juliet because of her nair, yeah, or her, or no, her white rain hairspray. White rain hairspray. That's right. It was funny. Was white rain, like particularly trashy. They were cousins. Romeo and Juliet ended up being cousins. No, let's get back to white rain. <laughs> no, white rain's super trashy. Is it? Oh yeah. Do they still make that? Oh yeah. Huh. They sell it at Goodwill and dollar stores. They just cheap. No, I don't shampoo. know if that's true, but like, this no, we're talking, about the, hairs- we're talking about the hairspray. Here. We're talking about the hairspray. I thought it was shampoo. What am I thinking of? No, it's white rain. I mean, it's it's hairspray. White rain. Do they make shampoo? Uh, not that I'm... I don't know. 
the phantoms in this studio are thrashing. <laughs> you know what? This is a perfect time. I think Uncle Lou's trying to bust in here. It's a perfect time to take a little creamy break for for our creamy times here at Halfway Oak Creamy. You should probably... What is, wait, what's happening? Yeah. He doesn't know that you say creamy for no reason. I know, I know. And there's a massage table over there and a bed right there. <laughs> and you're just throwing that out as we sit in this basement. Well, let's get creamy, guys. Another creamy break with my creamy boys. Cream it! Halfway Okay, we'll be right back. Got a question or a comment? Need some life advice? Just want to say hi? We here at Halfway Okay would love to hear from ya. How do you do that, you ask? Well, it's easy, you little paperclip. Just email us at halfwayokay at gmail.com or leave us a cool voicemail message at 937-848-1112. With so many cool ways to stay in touch, I'm surprised you guys ever shut up. <laughs> Halfway Okay, what a creamy boy. Now back to halfway okay. Oh, what a break that was! Could you? Uh, could you it's believe nice that? to get creamed up every once. In a while. Oh boy, don't be gross, okay? Oh wait, you're in my home. Isn't that the thing? No, come on. It's nice to get creamy every once in a while. Ryan, it's nice. You know, my favorite band growing up was boy, Cream. <laughs> was it? <laughs> you know, it's funny. You mentioned Cream. Uh, the lead singer, of Cream, uh, Teddy no, Bronco. He didn't. Uh, no, he didn't. You know, I, nope. my dad, well, see, my dad was a studio musician <laughs> in Nashville. So he, everyone came through there. And Study Broncos, the lead singer of Cream, uh, man, they were best friends. My, he's my godfather, turns out. Well, you're really, that how, is you that? are pretty bad at this. Oh, shit. Well, think, uh, more, a little more subtlety. You have okay. to like slide something like, oh, like the subtlety I used was, oh, man, it's so weird that all these riches are coming up. But like. <sighs> And that's how I got into it. And you even got it really, you really even made it funny because you said Little Richard and Rich Little. That, see, man, he, that was good. That's my improv training. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> Zip, zap, zap. I can do it fine without improv training. Yeah, I know, because you have Sean, a black heart. I'm learning slowly that Ryan also has the same black heart. Like, I mean, Sean was, like, trying to be funny with, like, obviously being, telling a fucking fib there. Mm. But that's how he starts his real trick em ups. Well... <laughs> The, the other day, I was at the banana store. Can you believe it? <laughs> Can you believe it? What happened? I don't know. Oh. No one wants to <laughs> oh, know. You don't remember? No. Shit. So, since we're still kind of delving into <clears throat> origin stories. Yes. Uh, I thought I'd interlude with kind of Ryan and I's origin story, oh. even though we've only met today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This seems Ryan, fine. Ryan, however, entered my like atmosphere years ago. And uh, I, I kind of viewed you uh, in a poor light because when you, when you came into my realm of understanding, it was at the peak of me making fun of Greg Nichols film Wonderland Express. <laughs> oh what is wrong with Wonderland Express? Yeah. <laughs> well, they, you know, Ryan and I were both in this film, and I'm mm -hmm. proud of it. We had fun making that. We had anyway, a lot of fun making that. Uh, so, yeah, I was really into making fun of that movie. Because <laughs> is this like the, the, the nature of your relationship with Greg Nichols? He makes something, you make fun of it? No, is I don't. Like I don't the, yeah, me and Greg are enemies. But, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, oh they are? Like, in real life enemies? Not really. I was, oh, okay. uh, I was really against sure Wonderland Express, <laughs> even though I've... At that point, I'd never done anything with my life or made anything, and I still haven't. Mm. Had you seen but it? But 
I'm not a perfect person, Ryan. I have flaws. <laughs> have you not seen well, it? A big yeah. You've seen it. So, I, I were you making fun of premiere. it? Oh, oh, oh at the right. uh, neon. Yeah. I don't remember. It was the neon. Yeah. Sean would drag me to all sorts of terrible things. <laughs> <laughs> I still couldn't tell you the fucking plot of Wonderland Express. A little boy finds a magic box and his brother is, uh, ha- you know. There wasn't a, a magic box. It was... There was like a mirror with post-it notes on it. Yeah. That like, well, it was like a garage door opener. He turned into a magical, like a, a, a like a quantum physics device, like parallel universe. Thing, yes. Maybe. And it was. And he didn't it, know how it worked. And then I was the deadbeat brother who was sponging off of him. Yeah. He was like, you know got what? I'll, addicted to it. I'll, I'll do it. Well, you and were like an inspirational speaker in the movie, right? I, I, in I the parallel universe, I was. No fucking idea how I remember this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw it once, make, made fun of it the entire time, but this sticks in my head. One of the things, though, is like if Greg hadn't made that movie, Greg would be one of the first people to be like, the science behind the garage door opener device is just, it's irresponsible. Whey protein. Okay. Here's here's the weird part about this, too, Ryan. Greg Nichols has never been on this show. No one who listens to the show knows Greg Nichols, but Danny finds a way to bring up Greg Nichols every single episode. So it's very strange. One of his best buds is here. I know. I was just over at his house uh, the other day. I love Greg Nichols uh, wonderfully. Greg was supposed to be on. He was supposed to be on. But he had a hangnail and couldn't make it. (laughs) Well, you got to have him on in the future to to defend himself against the the slings and arrows. Everyone. Because aren't you helping him out with that video game? Oh, I help Greg out with everything if he needs my help. Absolutely. Yeah. Even though, it, you know, we'll start a project and then Greg like two is weeks a, later, he's like, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. Instead, I'm going to do this project here. It's actually, I'm making a tree garden full of gnomes. <laughs> but, it's, but it's like a, ver- a VR experience. I'm getting really into VR coding. So that's 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 what Greg does. Is He he, he goes off on all these folks. So when he actually is like, okay, I've done this a considerable amount of work. Now, Sean, I need your help. I'll be like, okay, I'll help. But we'll see. Greg Nichols is an enemy to the show. No. And will we'll only be on on episode 80 because I pre-promised that the Saved by the Bell episode, episode 80, would have special guests. And the only people we can get are Greg fucking Nichols. <laughs> he might be on before. But I do want to say. He will not. The Wonderland Express is actually out there on YouTube if you want to see it. Ryan and I star in it and, and some other very talented people. It's a very nice little movie. You can watch it for free. It's a feature-length film. Um, you won't believe the things you're seeing. About six years old now. About five years old. It's yeah, far it's older than 2011. That. 2011, yeah. So six years old. It was only that long ago? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you. Far older than Anybody that. I've ever shown it to, because I still have a couple of the DVDs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the t-shirts, people love the t-shirt when I'm wearing it. They're like, what is that shirt? And I'm like, oh, it's a, you know. I designed that design. t-shirt. Um, <clears throat> people seem to like, Greg said that the demographic that he found, and like the film festivals that it actually got into and all that kind of stuff. And won. Uh, was like. Well, he won the Greg Nichols uh, Centerville Film Festival. No, we won one in Florida. We won it. Yeah. Go, well, go on, Ryan. There now, was the as, uh, as highly someone. educated. <laughs> Highly educated older women. Florida is like really love that movie. That's like the that was like a big hit. Like any woman like over thirty five who mm-hmm. had like a master's degree or a doctorate, like like multiple run ins with with women like that who love that movie. That's true. Because he had eye candy in it. You were the you were the stud he was selling off to these Although I wasn't really I I mean to these I was Florida women. I was just a crazy man. <laughs> I was a crazy man wearing a dress at one point. Uh, well, I don't know. That's very I do, I do use some showed, of that for my acting reel still. You showed a lot of like clavicle. Like the part where I'm talking about the scarves. Yeah. 
Oh, we're yeah. all scarves or something. We're all. The only reason I know I remember supple. this is because I have to like edit it all the time to update my acting Why? reel. Yeah, and it's always like we're all supple, woven, interconnected, or whatever. <laughs> but uh, but that was a fun movie because we got to improv. Yeah. Oh the yeah. Dialogue. It was. Oh yeah. We man back to improv every time, isn't it? Yeah. We yeah, we improv the entire. It was a basic a, a curb your enthusiasm, but less takes. There's so like you know, there's like forty minutes of that movie where they're just like standing in silence waiting for suggestions. <laughs> They don't realize that there's no one there because it's a because it's a TV to say we're just waiting for someone on the other in their living room to say but doctor's office. Oh, okay. There is a middle aged Floridian woman with a doctorate that gave you suggestions, and that's why it appeals so much to those people. (laughs) Talk about gators. Okay, so that's when. So that's when. Okay, so I'm trying to remember. So this is I'm I'm trying to remember why we were talking about this. Yeah. So this is like your first introduction to me as a person. Yes. Okay, was which was Wonderland a poor Express. introduction. I, I feel like we would have been close friends, but Greg ruined it all. <laughs> yeah, like he does with everything. I'll have to. Uh, you know what? I'll have to. You know what? I should text him after this and just say thanks for nothing. <laughs> Let's all do it right now. <laughs> get get him on the line. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, though, uh, to to learn a bit about you because we I don't think we've ever met. We've probably been I, in the same room. Yeah, maybe same room. Certainly, we've been on the same. Uh, Sean Green YouTube video series. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I turned to an old friend, Wikipedia. <laughs> and, and I'm not on there. As Ryan, no, you are. I learned that you are a Navajo contemporary painter oh, from so New I Mexico. I don't like to talk about this part of my life. <laughs> Why not? Um, it's funny because I'm actually in contact with that my other self. Are you really? Uh, I'm in contact with that Ryan Singer, who's he's actually Your he's got godfather. some really he like <laughs> he mixes pop culture into like traditional uh, Native American imagery and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he's got I bought it one of his T-shirts. This is I think kind of a cute story. I years ago I he had a you know the Andy Warhol uh, Campbell soup I do thing. Well, the Ryan Singer, the the Navajo artist, uh, he lives in uh, the Albuquerque area. He had a, uh, he painted mutton stew, a can that just said mutton stew, right? And so, and it was on a black t-shirt and I wanted it. So I bought it. I got an email like 12 hours later saying, Ryan, why are you buying your own shirt? You know, Nancy or whoever. And so I had to reply to her, hey, Nancy. um, You're right. Send me all the inventory. (laughs) I should have done that. Why did I not do that? Uh, But I had to explain to her like, no, I'm just a different Ryan singer who wants... The, uh, the shirt made by Ryan Singer. And then, like, we had a fun little... Well, this was, been... like, 12... This is a long time ago. This is, like, before, you know, I even remember Wikipedia being around. Huh. So, um, but it was... But he's he's really great. Huh. I really like some of his... He's got a lot of Star Wars stuff, too. Hmm. Well, it would have been really fitting if you were like, you're right, Nancy, just joking around. Anyway, send me the deeds to all my land. <laughs> <laughs> We got you again, engines. Man, I wish uh, there's also another Ryan Singer who's like a, a really brilliant like web design guy. Huh. Apparently, he's like my number one battle on on oh, with, uh, search results. Yeah, and then there's this other Ryan Singer who's really trying to make a run for the money, who's a like a quote unquote Bitcoin ex or quote unquote expert on Bitcoin. Okay, I think he's done a really good job positioning himself as an uh, as a self proclaimed expert on Bitcoin. But I'm, I mean, I'm into cryptocurrency, so I'm not mad at him. But then there's another Ryan singer who's like a super hardcore Paul Ryan supporter. Oh, gross. And it's like, it's just kind of annoying. And then there's another one. 
What's that too many Ryan really singers? Sad, too many. A really sad, like, teenage kid who, like, all of his tweets are just like, why bother? <laughs> and then the next, I like him. The, oh, yeah, I'm into this then the next one. tweet will be, we should have got him on the show. Like, someone cares. <laughs> Stuff, it's stuff like that. So I've, I've actually tweeted to him to reach out to him, make sure he's okay, but he's never responded. Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, So like, what, are you going to have to change your name at some point? If so, Well, there's another Ryan name? singer who I've actually had coffee with in Orange County, California. An uh, actor? Uh, he's an architect. Oh, okay. Um, and then you know what really pisses me off? And I, 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 I'm not famous. But there's another Ryan Singer you're famous enough. who yeah, just started famous. doing stand-up comedy. Son of a... You've got... You. And so I like... I saw this guy and he's... I don't want to say anything bad about him. He sucks. Because he just started. You want to fight him. Physically fight him. But it's just like... I don't... We don't need another Ryan Singer in comedy. No Are one... You, well, tell him to change his damn name. And it's Otherwise, like, you're going to have to do no it. No one's going to listen to this. And I guarantee let's, he's let's never heard of into this guy. I guarantee <laughs> he doesn't like? know who I am. But he'd have to in you've this been, digital you've on, age. You've been on Mark Manson. Yeah, I've been on Mark Manson. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've been on FTW. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have I been on? Uh, Bill and Tim. I've been on uh, Slimso, Sleeso, Sli- <laughs> the now defunct comedy network. Yeah, man, what happened to that? They you really been on the goddamn they... Wonderland Express. Uh, you know, <laughs> star on of YouTube. <laughs> uh, You've been on Halfway Okay. Yeah. Yeah, been on Halfway Twice Okay. Twice now. I can absolutely guarantee we probably won't have the other Ryan Singer on the show. <laughs> but Absol- the, the depressed kid, yes. Unless he's willing. We'll yeah. try to book the depressed But kid, yeah, so but. there's another Ryan Singer who just started doing stand-up, and yeah. it's all about how he's an accountant. That's his whole <laughs> material. <laughs> okay, this, he's not going to... Is this real? I'm like, 15 years, at least put an initial in there, buddy. At least be Ryan L. Singer yeah, or somebody. Something. Show me a little bit of respect. Are there like, a lot of comedians 16 with 16 years in this stupid business. No, there's a few. He could go by Rye, Rye Singh. Or he could go by Art. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan isn't really short for anything, is it? Um, Rye Bread. Rinaldo Singer. Yeah. Rinaldo Singer. Or he could be like RJ, like, well, that's my initial. (laughs) RF Singer. Yeah. Um, RL Stein. Anyway, so there's, but years, many, many years ago, this was uh, at the beginning of the internet. Hmm. I mean, Al Gore, you're not going to believe this. Oh, what? Al Gore is my godfather. Um, Studio musician. I reached out to all the Ryan Singer. This is what an egomaniac young guy I was. Uh, I like emailed all the other Ryan Singers. If I see you, you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) So don't let me see you. No, you can't. Uh, I emailed all the Ryan Singers I could find, which at the time was maybe four. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now there's hundreds of them. But uh, it's saying like, hey, just letting you know. Our name's going to be famous, you know, like an idiot. Yeah. Right? And one of them was a musician. One of them was an artist. Well, because I wanted to do a comedy art music show okay. called the Ryan Singers Show, oh. where we displayed that guy's art. Huh. The other Ryan Singer played his music, and I told jokes. Hmm. And then I wanted to set up the Ryan Singer reunion. Yeah. Where no one had to wear a name tag. Right. <laughs> and so I got all these Ryan Singers on board. And then there was Ryan, one Ryan Singer who wouldn't, he thought it was the dumbest idea he'd the ever kid. heard. Was and it wasn't, <laughs> whatever. And oh, so man. me and a couple of the other Ryan Singers started emailing him, asking him to change his name because he wasn't worthy of the Ryan Singer. If he didn't want to be part of the Ryan Singer reunion. So you just started a campaign of harassment. <laughs> <laughs> All the Ryan Singers verse one. I love it. That's great. This, 
like uh, this Ryan Singer that can't be bothered uh-huh. is just like super busy with like Habitat for Humanity <laughs> and like soup kitchens. <laughs> And he's got these fucking bozos with their <laughs> Yahoo emails. <laughs> That's funny. Although I am glad that Brian Singer is finally gone. Oh, yeah. No kidding, he huh? Kid Diddler. Uh, he's just... Allegedly. He's uh, he's Who? just done. Brian Singer. He, director uh, of X-Men, yeah. Superman. Uh, director of X-Men 3. Which was the biggest letdown of Sean's life, That's according true. to Sean Tropolis, the 2002... 2006 podcast. It's a deep cut. You don't need to worry about okay. that. Okay. Now, <laughs> you can find out about it on the episode on, of Sean Yeah. Oh, he was working. He was currently working on the. Uh, what's the movie that that Rami Malek guy is currently the star? Oh, the he he was currently the director of the um, Freddie Mercury biopic. Oh. And we've talked about that on this show. Yeah. And Brian Singer was directing that, and then after the break, just didn't come back hmm. um, because of all the allegations of sexual assault and misconduct and all that kind of stuff that have resurfaced, that have been out there forever. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, and uh, so he's just done. He's gone underground. Apparently, he might even be out of the country, so he doesn't have to like try to face charges. Yeah. He's but, like bunking um, with uh, Roman Polanski. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Kevin Spacey, uh, who's also gone totally. It's okay though. Apparently. He was gay. <laughs> yeah. Right? That was the weirdest. <laughs> it's like, motherfucker, we don't care about that. You know like, what? He, I, I feel like he did a real disservice to like the gay community. Oh, yeah. Because how many times are you like, oh, these pedophiles are all gays? Mm. You know, it's like, no. There's, that's a big difference between a pedophile and a gay person. And now Kevin Spacey gets accused of being essentially a pedophile. Mm-hmm. And he says, this is when I should tell everybody I'm gay. It's like, yeah. what do you do? What? Which I'm sure every, every you know, right-wing conservative uh, evangelical Christian was like, ha ha, see, I told you, exactly. I told you. And it's also interesting. I loved House of Cards. I never I was halfway through left. the last season, the season five, and I haven't been able to finish it because of everything. It's just because it's like, ugh. Because that movie or that show has kind oh, of- you just got like parental over here. Yeah, that's on a television show, a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, what movie is this? How about that Brandy commercial with the little girl in the, in the in the yard with the iPad? And she's like, "Oh, what are you doing on the computer?" And she's like, "What's a computer?" You know what a it's like. You are. Is. is this a commercial <laughs> yeah. for like someone who had brain surgery? Like everyone knows what a computer is. Well, an iPad is a computer. Yeah. That commercial yeah. would have been perfect though. That made me so mad. If when she's like, "What's a computer?" If the neighbor would have just been like. Okay, dummy. And then it ended. <laughs> Boy, are you dumb. Honestly, I'm kind of happy about the uh, Kevin Spoosie's off the whole thing, because now I don't have to watch House of Cards. I got too many shows to watch. You got too many shows to watch. Well, Too many. The What was I? Oh, well, what was I saying about that? Like, I, there was You something. really liked House of Cards. You were on the very oh, last episode but or something. Bill Clinton said like a year, like Kevin Spacey was going around telling everybody this like a couple years ago, like any interview he had, like, well, Bill, Bill Clinton said that House of Cards is the closest thing he's ever seen to like what's really like in the White House. And Kevin Spacey's character is a total piece of shit. Mm. He is a total piece of shit. And it's like, it's very telling. <sighs> it's very telling that uh, Bill Clinton, <laughs> yeah. sexual assaulter, Rapist Bill Clinton. Allegedly, allegedly. Uh, I'm not getting sued by the Clintons again. Yeah, again. <laughs> uh, you know, and so then this last season, season five, has like been 
it's and they shot it all before Trump was elected. Mm-hmm. But There's it's been it's, five seasons of that show. Yeah, and they're making Sheesh. a sixth, but with only Robin Wright. Well, the ranch is now on part four, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, they don't do just do like Netflix a is a year. really swinging and missing with these fucking idiots. Like the Bright movie that just came out like uh, this past week. Mm-hmm. Max Landis, the guy who wrote that, is the son of John Landis. Yeah. He's just everything just came out about him the last couple. Well, of that's days. what happens what when did, you ha- Netflix gives Landis a do? show to everybody. He's, uh, apparently, he's sexually assaulted uh, multiple women. Hmm. Um, and then, so they had Bright. So that movie just came out. Um, well, Max Landis also isn't a very good filmmaker, correct? Yeah, he's, well, he's the, he wrote, uh, what else did he write? He wrote a couple other movies. Ultra, or American Ultra something. Or, or Ultra, yeah, American Ultra or I've something. I've only heard of Max Landis through Red Letter Media. What's that? Uh, they did like the Star Wars reviews, like Mr. Plinkett. You don't know okay. Red Letter Media? I don't know if I do. It's good. It's, Half in the bag? It's good. It's a it's a it's a website and they do a bunch of videos. Basically, they're kind of obsessed with movies and they review movies, talk about movies, make movies themselves. It's it's a whole thing. Okay, it's a it's a way of life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, but yeah, but, but this this but, last season, the season five of House of Cards, it's like, oh, you you just showed the world what was going to happen with Donald Trump. This is insane. How close it was to everything the way everything like they had a whole election that had happened and it was chaos and now it was just like you're watching it and like how is this how did this show get get our current situation so perfectly yeah it's, it's almost, almost all eerie. fixed it's almost eerie it's what's it's all fixed everything uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> everything okay but yeah uh screensaver alert. so what you've got oh what because what you've got too is Wait, didn't Brian Singer direct Usual Suspects? There's no telling. He did. Oh, okay, yeah. Starring Kevin Spacey, um, which I loved that movie. They just raped the fuck out of each other, that entire production. <laughs> it's okay, I'm gay! Yeah. Well, that would be kind of sweet if they did. It's okay, I directed X-Men 3! That's love! <laughs> so, so, huh. The Ranch, I can't, I couldn't even bear to even think about I, watching The Ranch. So, okay, here's the thing. It's good. I it is good. There's no way it's good. No, no. It uh, well, I Danny and I both really love sitcoms and the sitcom formula, and so it's kind of like right up our alley. It's, I mean, there's some. It's bad, but it's also good. It's not. You're not going to be like, man. I wish I had the Blu-ray collection of this. <laughs> yeah, but it's but like it's, it's per. It scratches that itch, and it's like it's like drinking a. Honestly, it's like drinking or eating a nice bowl of a hot, creamy Campbell's chunky soup. What's your chunky, Ryan? Um, that Danny Masterson guy. What a piece <laughs> of shit that guy is. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I watching... Cream of mushroom, by the way. Oh, or, the... or cream of broccoli. All right. That's a good You're a real good cream chunky. guy. I'm a real creamy guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get creamy with Campbell's chunky soup. That's what Sean's going to scream when he sexually assaults someone. No. Creamy. It's okay. I'm a creamy boy. <laughs> I'm a creamy baby mama. Okay. Can we get serious uh, for two seconds about serious. this Danny Masterfield? If you ever rape someone, <laughs> why <laughs> this is not a hypothetical <laughs> you should answer. Why screaming that you're radical? Why screaming that you're a creamy boy? Yeah. Please just kill them. <laughs> Don't let them survive Danny, with those. If I'm gonna scars. rape, I'm gonna kill. Okay. Can we just can we move to the subject of something more serious? We have that on record. August seventeenth, year two thousand four. <laughs> Wait, what what day is it? Uh, that's right. I started doing this time hop app. <laughs> and I don't know where I am. <laughs> okay. That's if you're funny. if you're I just made that up. That's good. I, you yeah, that. you can use that. If you're an investigator from the future or a documentary maker from the future yeah. working on the case of Sean Green, please pull audio files from <laughs> Sean Tropolis. 
It's so bad. Hello? <laughs> okay, so where was I going with this? You were going to ask me a serious question for two seconds about Danny Masterfield. Okay, no, this is what happened. So this all happened with Danny Masterstein, right? Allegedly happened to, to, to you know, to accuse Scientologist rapist Danny Masterson, right? And then I watch, you know, I watch the third season of the of third part. the ranch, the third part fourth, of the ranch, fourth part, fourth part, uh, third part, fourth part, fourth part. This next part of the ranch that has a minute. Sean buffers some of the time on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. I got this DSL. It's terrible. Um, and and I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, can I do this? And I'm like, as I have enough, I I can I can go into a world and, and separate it enough to be like. All right, it's Rooster. It's not Danny Masterson. This is fine. But is that then, his character's name? Yeah, yeah his, his name is Jameson. He goes by Rooster. Anyway, but then they make a couple of then they make a couple of rape jokes about his character in the show, and it's it took me out of it. It is deeply uncomfortable. When it's at the like one of the it's like towards the end. There's a couple episodes that they say a couple of things. And I'm like, okay. Wait, part. I thought it was just a four part thing, like four like hour and a half long things. No, no so it's like a it's like a parts or seasons about like 10, 10, 10 episode season uh, show. Oh, so this is like 40 episodes of this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was like a mini series, like a four part mini series. No, no. It's you thought it was like an adaptation of Stephen King's The Stand with yes. Ashton Kutcher <laughs> and Rob Lowe was going to show up at some point and drive everybody to Vegas. Rob oh, Lowe should God. show up and everything. He really should. What a um, great guy. Did I get that right? He's a Dayton kid. He is. He had a show on he had a show on A and E, investigating like Bigfoot and stuff. Did he? That just came out this past year. And guess what the tagline for the uh, show was? It's more fun to believe. That's like your fucking thing. Which is the tagline for my paranormal podcast for like the last four years. Sue him. I don't think Rob Lowe stole it. I think someone who possibly works on the show, Chad Lowe, when they were is that his brother, when yep. they were uh, he's, he's searching the, the internet one. for like promo. <laughs> Ideas, found your thing. And found my thing and maybe, maybe. But there's nothing you can do. Nobody watched the show anyway. Oh, so good. Matter. But um, That's messed but up. But Chadlow apparently is interested in stand-up comedy because his dad lives here. He's a lawyer here in Dayton. Chadlow's real? That's real? Chadlow's his brother. Yeah. Oh, he I was married to was Hillary joking. Swank, remember? God damn, get I, with the Lowe's, Sean. Chadlow used to be married to Hillary Swank. Remember she famously forgot his name, forgot to thank him in her first Oscar win? Didn't think her husband. Well, they apparently I've been under a fucking speech. rock this whole time because I don't know nothing about this. Which is crazy because Sean works at Lowe's. <laughs> Which true. is crazy. I know. Which is, I mean, hey, I got a Christmas tree. Do you think you can take it back for me? He just operates yeah, the popcorn machine. Okay, I'm assistant manager. They give me keys. It's oh, oh, oh. Speaking of keys, you can make more keys over there. Yeah, you know, I didn't know as an adult man until two months ago. <laughs> yeah. I went and bought, I was going to paint my room. I had this vision. I was like, you know what? Seamus green and dark purple. Sure. Accent wall. That's vile, really getting yes. into it. <laughs> it actually looks real good. Does it? And uh, so, I mean. What is an accent wall? And I, just one wall of the four is painted a different color. Hmm. Um, so Like an umlaut. I'll show you a photo of it okay. if you want. I have my phone somewhere. Uh, anyway, I go to the store and I find a can, a can of paint. It's like that's the perfect purple. Mm-hmm. I like purple. I'm into it. It's like my purple. I'm, I'm on a purple. It's phase. a deeply mystical color. I got these purple pants on. Hmm. Um, like I'm into purple. purple right now. And so I get home. <laughs> I'm paint. I'm I crack open the paint can yeah. and it's all white. So I'm like, oh, it's probably like a yogurt cup. I got to stir it up like oh. a yogurt cup, <laughs> yeah. right? The, 
And most paint so, cans, the fruit's on the bottom. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I do. So I, I don't have a stirrer. Yeah. So I get a pencil I'm not using. Sure. And I stir it up, and it doesn't turn purple. Why didn't you have a fucking paint stirrer? And then I realize you have to have them add color to paint oh, at what? the store when you That's buy paint. Abs- really? At a Lowe's or a Home Depot where like grownups go? Oh yeah, because they shake it up. They yeah, put they it in shake that machine. it up, <laughs> and they add the color that, and then they all the paint there is white. And you have to like take a swath up and say, this is the color I want. And they make it. To be fair, though, if you would have gone to that desk, they probably would have been like, you also will need a stir. That's true. Yeah. You could have saved you a lot of pain. And yeah. we have But the problem is, every pencil. time you want to go get paint at one of these places, it's chaos over there at the desk. The paint desk is chaos. Is it? These guys are always flustered. There's always too much going on. There's cans shaking around. There's paint spilling everywhere. There's ladies bringing in, like, ripped up pieces of their wall. Like, can you match this? Huh. Like, and they're like, yeah, we can match it. And then, like, there's people just walk. Because it's like a square desk, like a square bar. Yeah. And so people are just coming up ordering drinks from every angle, essentially. Huh. And so it's just... It just gave me a lot of anxiety. Well, in those commercials, they act like the paint desk people will fucking come if you have them, like, uh, give them a challenging <laughs> color to match. <laughs> so they have all these people come wow. in expecting all this enthusiasm. Can you match my grandmother's stained teeth? Oh, 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 oh. Guys, those jokes are really off color. Uh, oh, creamy. Sean was the only one that clapped. Okay, let you know. Let's shift gears here. And, and, Back and to what I was talking about with Wikipedia. Oh, my God. I never finished. Oh, you're right. Oh, that's right. So <laughs> I wanted to include everybody, uh, and I looked up Sean Green. Oh. And you're on there. You're a baseball man. Yes. You know what? Our damn good uh, Sean Green, four home runs in one game, if I'm not mistaken. Is that on your list? No. <laughs> but what's interesting <laughs> is Navajo you. Ryan Singer, according to Wikipedia, was born in 73. Yeah. Baseball man Sean Green, 72. You sense a trend here? I do. And then when I looked up Danny Fastpaws, guess the number. Huh. There were no results matching the query. <laughs> oh, my God. That's weird. <laughs> Holy shit. That's weird. Like, if you're no... into numerology, like, that all kinds of means a lot. Because you add seven and two, what, that's eight. That's nine. And then if you do uh, seven and three, three. that's like 16. You add that to Danny Zero, ends up being 23, like that movie. Starring Ace Ventura. It's a tapestry of madness. <laughs> it's a tapestry now, of madness. I will say this, that I am into numerology, and you did a, you did a real good job explaining it. <laughs> <That's pretty sure. laughs> I do, I do. I, I, that is interesting. Okay, so you do. Like, what are numbers, man? I mean... Um, they don't, they're not everything anything. is math. The whole universe is math. Some people would say that. So like yeah. numbers are pretty cool. Sacred geometry. Are you into that? I, here's the thing. I'm not yes. into anything, but I find it interesting. You're not into anything. I wish I was. Like I'm you're not, not into anything. There's no thing you are into. Bernie Sanders is what he's into. Not well, anymore. The, the next president. Well, he'll be the I'm president. over it. He'll he's going to win the presidency in 2020. He's not going to be, he's going to be too ugly and old. No, he's going to be, he's going to, that dude's not going to die. Into, he's like this old, like hardworking, just Jewish guy. He's going to make it to like 96. He's I the hope. next president, I think. If he has plastic surgery, maybe. 
and like dyes his hair blonde. Please, please splish, splish. Speaking of plastic surgery, I thought you were about to sing "Splish Splash." <laughs> yes. I was taking a bath. I saw this thing on the internet where people were taking pieces of tape, special pieces of tape they had to buy specifically for this, and taping it on the nape of their neck in order to ha- not have neck fat lines. I mean, can you believe this? Like, our whole identity is based on like, am I bonable? And it's just like. Just a bunch of stupid idiots walking around oh. trying to be pretty for nobody. Coming from a handsome over yeah. here. That's pretty easy. I've know. been single for six and a half years. You, you, but you do a I lot of smooching. Seven million women. No. You smooch, uh, you, you Sam alone. You slither slide with a new lady every night. <laughs> Such a gross I'm house of slither slide. <laughs> to give <Harry> you an... <laughs> to give you an example of how Hollywood... Oh, Ryan Singer is here. <laughs> when he when he showed up to the podcast to record late, I might add. Nope. He he threw his coat at me. Said, "Take this, boy. Boy, take this coat. I want a sparkling water. See, you call it a jacket. See, <laughs> well, you're like a thirties gangster. Iron it out, Hollywood." Honey. Oh, yeah, you're right. And there's a wooden nickel in the pocket for you if you do it real nice and fluff it out first. And he did really good job. He did a good job. On a serious note, did you participate in Morrissey Day? I don't know what that is. Oh, my God, get off the show. <laughs> what, I don't know what it is. They just had, like, a Morrissey Day in, like, L.A., I'm pretty sure. When huh. was it? I've been in the Midwest for, like, four weeks. It was before that. Was it November? I don't know. It was a couple months ago, maybe. Oh, I did not partake in Morrissey Day. Hmm. He lives in Glendale, doesn't he? No, he lives in L.A. Yeah, Glendale. It's where Ryan lives. And said, Morrissey lives there, Oh, too. I thought he said England. No. Oh, does Morrissey live in my neighborhood? I thought he did. I might be making that up. I had the, the oh, wildfires no, there were in my neighborhood a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. The wildfires that have been recently happening that were the biggest in the history of the state mm-hmm. uh, were not in my neighborhood, luckily. But the ones I could go outside and it looked like Mordor. I, like, I mean, it was like the most beautiful and terrifying thing simultaneous I've ever seen. Because you could just go outside and it's, you know... 11 o'clock at night, so everything's dark except hmm. for the the world is red. It was really, really creepy. But luckily, I don't make enough money to be up in the hills. <laughs> Let the rich burn. So I'm, down in the, I'm in the concrete jungle part. Yeah. I imagine city. during the peak of the wildfires, Morrissey was like standing on his roof with like a snow owl on his shoulder. <laughs> and he was just like looking at the fire like, how pedestrian. <laughs> I love old. Morrissey. Oh, he's great. So, okay. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. You were interrupt. We were interrupting Ryan. Oh, you're right. So you were talking about. You were talking about how like you think it's stupid that people just want to be bonable. Oh, I'm talking about this tape thing you're talking about. Yeah, it's tape you can buy. That's what you are. You're we're designed. so so obsessed with our like. That's I don't how we're know programmed. When we're, I don't know when we're going to move past this. Well, you don't. When we become brains in jars and we're all jacked into the VR network. You'll and still have. Rules. You'll still have DNA. You'll still want to get electro fucked in VR. Yeah, but you can you can make your avatar whatever you want. If you want to be Ron Weasley all day, you can do it. But you'll still spend time just focusing on that because you're programmed to. I do think there will come a time after disclosure. And that's <laughs> alien disclosure. Okay. Um, which will be happening soon, I believe. It's been I, 70 I years. I think so as well. It's been 70 and a half years now almost since Roswell. Roswell so, was 70th anniversary was this past July. What do you make of this of this super hornet footage then? I haven't seen the Super Hornet. You're kidding me. Oh, are you talking about the Elon Musk thing that was I just you posted on, LA? on Facebook? It's the Luis uh, Elizondo. He was the... F- oh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah, those things. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. 
Shauna's going to beat you to death if you don't stop hitting the table. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Did I do that? How many? That's maybe the first time I did it. You've done it 18 times. I'm at the edit. Oh, there okay. was an earthquake. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> um, there was, it was really uh, rude, though. Okay. <laughs> well, that stuff has been out there. I mean, with the exception of a couple things, because the New York Post finally did an article on mm-hmm. it. Now everybody's like, UFOs are real. The New York Post. It's like, no, assholes. People have been reporting this stuff for decades. And all, but well, everybody's been too decades. lazy. Yeah, beyond decades. It's like, all you had to do was do a 10-second Google search. But all those I See, here's the problem. I can so like, bad. you got to keep your sense of humor the, about why you difference. believe or you're an asshole, right? Yeah. But it's like, now that the New York Post did a thing on it, now everybody thinks it's legitimate finally. It's like, come on. People have sacrificed their careers sure. to try to get the truth well, out the, there. Well, the difference with this situation is Harry Reid and then like the Department of Defense kind of acknowledging it. Instead of just being like, oh, you know, no comment or whatever. Like that Luis Elizondo, I might be completely butchering his name or I don't remember. But like he was like the head of, do you know, do you remember what it is? And like now he's aerial? part of Tom DeLong's like yeah, that's super what, space team. That's what makes it weird. put together. I just stars. wish it wasn't the dude from oh, Blink-182. To teach, to teach ali- aliens to kids. He has positioned himself in the last two and a half, three years. And he's done a really good job of positioning Somehow. himself as the face of ufology, right? There's this great documentary called Curse of the Man Who Sees UFOs. Uh, Christian Rapallo is the guy's name. He lives in Santa Barbara. It's on Netflix. It's amazing. Uh, I was traveling to San Francisco to do a show, so I reached out to him and got to interview him uh, on the back patio of an English pub. Fancy. Um, But he's such a boisterous guy. I mean, you can't... If you watch this documentary, you will be in love with this guy. You'll be in love with this guy. Right, huh. but like, but he's such a boisterous guy. I had to like keep trying to get him to get the mic back in front of him. <laughs> You're just like holding his hands in yeah, front right? of him. <laughs> yeah, but it's an amazing, uh, it's an amazing documentary. But um, but Tom DeLong for some reason has, I maybe well probably because he had money and people were yeah. like, oh, he's and he's famous, so this is cool. So they talked to him, or he got him somehow all together, and then he kickstart. He's got a Kickstarter or something for like a, a space ship that bends the laws of space and time well you yeah. can you can invest into the stars yeah it's a public so, yeah. benefit corporation so i mean there's 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 a guy named dr stephen greer who's the big guy he's the face of disclosure there's eh. a couple documentaries he's done that I, are pretty I can't good. take him seriously he's i know because the tight a, shirts and the gun around his he's waist. a fucking scam artist anybody who's because he does those things where it's like Oh, pay CT5. two pay two thousand dollars and come out in the desert, and then my friends a miles off will shine lights and they'll make it seem like it's <laughs> fucking aliens talking to us. Have you have you talked to anyone who's gone on his retreats? No. Um, I mean, because to be fair, they're like up in the sky. Um, well, we don't have the technology to shine lights. Well, a spotlight has not yet been invented. But that guy has that guy really has sacrificed a lot to try to get. I mean, that dude put together all of these military people. Like he's got like it's called the Disclosure Project. Anyway, this the you uh, the documentary that just came out about a few months ago that came out unacknowledged yeah. is the name of it is incredible. And it's he's, unbelievable. He's also been shitting all over like this breaking stuff from has he? Yeah, because oh, because because he feels he feels he feels snuffed. Or it's, snubbed. No, it's because he's not getting fucking money from it. That's why I don't trust him. Because like, if your goal was to get all this disclosed and out in the open, why are you fucking charging people so much to go hang out in the desert and do this shit? That's a good question. And my only thought was to be like, I don't know, maybe the guy's got to try to make money to try to like finance all this, all the stuff he's doing to try to, 
you know, do all these freedom of information requests. It's like a full-time, it's a whole business. If he just made a big public thing and had as many people out there as possible to witness this, like you would get funded. Well, did you see the, uh, what was the first documentary that was on Netflix uh, with him? Uh, uh, it's called uh, oh, sh- Sirius, S-I-R-I-U-S. That came out like a handful star. of years ago. And it's a really good documentary, I mm. thought. I mean, there's parts of it, yeah, I get it. The dude, everybody's going to have a couple things about them, too. But, like, the dude's shirts are real tight. <laughs> I don't have a problem with the shirts. He doesn't have, I probably <laughs> he doesn't, would if I knew you were talking and about I'm not convinced he's a scam artist. If I'm talking to a scientist, I want his shirt to be tight as fucking possible. <laughs> Painted on. I'm not convinced that he's... I would prefer... Just body paint under a lab coat. <laughs> I haven't been able to find any stuff online about this guy. And trust me, I look for stuff on people. Um, too, because I feel like exposing people who are taking advantage of people's willingness to believe mm-hmm. are the worst types of people. Um, whether they're, you know, priests or ufologists or disclosure people or whatever. Yeah. But or I haven't politicians, seen... politicians, right? Or politicians. I haven't really seen anybody online really screaming about this guy. There's not like people that are like, this guy took our money, this guy took our money, he's a fraud. That's the it's one just, thing. It's just a gut feeling I have about the guy. I don't have any proof. $2,000 is a lot of money to go to the desert and look look at is this Is it 2000 exactly? Or, or, no, that's what you said. Something around there. It's a lot. Oh, yeah. I'm not mm. sure. But I mean, if they are using those uh, advanced night vision goggles too, have you ever looked into buying some? No. <laughs> No, they're like fifteen thousand dollars for a Yeesh, pair of that's like really expensive for a pair of like old generation night vision goggles. Well, you can just get, an app you can get, for but your apparently, phone? if you put some of those on anywhere, especially in the desert states of like New Mexico, Arizona, and Texas and stuff, apparently, if you put those on at night, you'll just be like, oh, what? Like there is so much stuff going on hmm. uh, up in the skies. But yeah, it's 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 only it's only a matter of time. It's all coming out. It's all coming out. I think in the next two years, I hope. I I think it's going to be a little longer than that. I think max the twenties, because I think like space tourism shit is going to start picking up, and then it's going to be unavoidable at that point. But I do I do imagine it'll we'll get snippets until then. Yeah, and there's people like really going out there. To, there's a dude who lives here in town. Mm-hmm. Who wrote a book called Fifty Shades of Greys? <laughs> He's got a great sense of humor. His name's Ray Shemansky. Okay. He worked at Wright Pat for mm-hmm. 41 years, had the highest level civilian clearance. He, in his book, he details, and I got to meet him and talk to him. Uh, he talks about his how twice he met a men in black. And one time on or twice on base, he met a men in black right by the NSA building out there. And the dude did not, it's like he, he fit the description of what people talk about the men in black looking like. Like they're, they're like really close to like an alien species that like wants to make a human being. Yeah. There's like a, a black eyed children quality to men in black. Yes. It's like that kind of like out of date clothing and like something just off about them that you can't detect. And I asked him, I was like, you know, basically like off air, you know, because I, I knew there were some things he said he wouldn't talk about. Mm. Um, he would talk clearly about anything in his book. And he even contacted the base, you <laughs> know, all the officials out there. And he's like, I got this book coming out. I worked here for 41 years. I'm talking about all the stuff I saw and conversations I had with people. And I'm like, well, you don't care. <laughs> didn't care. But like, what there's is, certain is, things can he Can we wouldn't... update your current address though? <laughs> <laughs> your, your friends and family, what's their names? But he said there are certain things that he would not say... 
um, because he signed because of what he signed. Yeah. Okay. Like when he first started working there. And so, which means you lose your pension. Your oh. wife loses her health benefits, all that other shit. Right? And Black Hawk helicopters <laughs> murder your, your family. <laughs> yes. So, so that's what they mean by losing your pension. So I told him, I was like, so I basically I asked him, so what you're telling me is there is zero doubt. There is zero percent chance that there are not aliens we are already working with here on Earth in our governments of the world. And uh, he said, I talked about everything I was able to talk about without violating my uh, non-disclosure agreement in the book. And I said, so what you're saying is there's 0% <laughs> chance that there are not aliens. It's 100% that there are aliens here out at Wright Path. I talked about everything I could talk about without violating my non-disclosure agreement. So basically, it's just, I mean, it's in the back. Yeah. This guy is... I mean, he wrote a book called Fifty Shades of Grace. Yes. And he worked at one of the biggest Air Force bases that allegedly have the, the remnants from the UFO Little crash book. at Roswell. Yeah. Um, where other people say there's, you know, the greatest advanced technology lab in the United States of America is based at Gener, uh, General, uh, what is that guy, McAllis? Sal. Uh, so, or General General <laughs> Well, it's one of the dudes that's on the Tom DeLonge project. This guy used to be in charge of like Skunk Works and all this other kind of. He used to be the guy in charge of the advanced technology research Lockheed lab Martin. that was based at Wright. In my, in, since growing up out here, you know, mm -hmm. in Dayton, I've been fascinated since I was a kid. My grandpa was a colonel, and that, and he would never tell me and my brother about aliens. But I don't think he knew. He like did like design work on the B two bomber and shit like that. Well, did I ever tell? Did I ever tell you like? Because I don't believe in a lot of anything, right? Because I know you don't, but I believe that Wright Pat Air Force Base underground. Sure. The underground part, I think Wright Pat Air Force Base is like an iceberg. I'm we sure see, a lot of it's been we see like twenty percent yeah. of twenty. And I think it goes underground almost all the way down to Cincinnati. <laughs> Which is great. I was exaggerating for effect. Joke. I exaggerate well, for effect. Did I ever but. tell you? Did I ever tell you the the the, the UFO we experience that I ever had? This isn't a joke. My dad I, was you a told me. musician. Right? You were going to. A, <laughs> were you going to like a Bush concert? Okay, let me. No. Was it not coming back from a concert? No. What are you talking about? I thought you had a UFO story about going or coming back from a concert late at night. You're no. driving. No. What's your UFO experience? Okay, he was at a Bush concert. I was at a Bush concert. Oh, Kevin Rosdale uh -huh. is out of this world. So uh, I get it. No, I, this, I swear to God, this isn't a trick him up. I'm not sitting up. Machine head. <laughs> it was this. I was with my friend. This was. This is like right before I started doing like improv stuff. So I was probably like, like fresh out of high school, like 17, 18, 19, something like that. Right. It was before I moved to. Yeah. So it was before I moved to Columbus. So. I was at my friend Corey's house, so I don't really hang out with anymore. I haven't seen him in about a million years. What's his last name? I'm not giving his full name. His middle name is Corey. His first name is Glenn. He's a very nice guy. Very tall. And and we were, it was, I don't even remember who else was there. It was a few people, and we were hanging out outside, and we were looking up at the sky, and we saw a shape up there that was I'm real concerned that this is a trick em up. It's not a trick em up. I swear to God. I, I think you got mad that we said your trick em ups were shitty. So no. now you're being real serious. I'm listening. I'm in. It was a So shame. it looks like a cigar. No, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is more flat right here. Um, when Harry was... met Sally. Oh, wait, no, this <laughs> isn't Pictionary. You just a, made it look more like a fucking a, cigar. I know. Well, it's <laughs> not supposed to it's be. It's like a disc, under, like a side disc. He's it, drawing a was, photo. 
It was a dull orange glowing, and it was going very, 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 very fast. Turn right, gone. And I don't know what that was. I don't think it was aliens, because I don't necessarily believe that aliens exist. Well, there's a big difference between UFO and aliens. Okay. There's, there's a big also, difference between, like... So there could have dr- been, like, a super jet from the military. Like, UFOs are beyond a reasonable... Any reasonable person who has access to the internet or function of their eyes yeah. or ears knows that UFOs are real and they've been, but they're not there's space hard space. evidence for decades and decades. You don't know. UFOs. That's why they're unidentified. Yes. But you don't, but, do you but who's driving the aircraft? There's, yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. There is zero chance that UFOs don't exist. They okay. do. Everybody that's knows fair. that. Now. And there's a big difference in not believing in aliens versus not believing that aliens have visited this planet. Well, let me, let me ask you guys a question. It is absolutely inconceivable that there are not alien life forms. And the answer to your question, I already know it. Yes, I would have sex with an alien woman. That was not my question. Oh, it was, me too. Would you have sex with a gray? I would there. Captain Kirk. I would be so Captain Kirk. <laughs> okay, no. So do you, when you think about aliens, you're like, okay, I buy, I buy, there's aliens. Or is it just the grays? Is it also the men in blacks? Is it the Nordics? Is it uh, reptilians? Is it Terran dr- uh, draconian reptilians? Arturians, or, Lemurians. All, yeah, all or Vesuvians or whatever the ones that-, that I'm willing to believe in- uh, Any of it. I'm willing to believe in any of it. I think anything's possible. So okay. there are- Well, who the fuck knows? Yeah. But I mean, what do you- guys believe i believe that there's a countless number of extraterrestrials and there might even be ultra terrestrials who were native to this planet before we were like the terran that, uh, the terran the reptilians uh, anunnaki or the anunnaki the well there's i mean i i can't i mean i believe that there's a countless number of them and that we can't even probably keep track of them all let me do this i have a list here I have a list of things that I want you guys to give a hard yes or no answer. You, I can't. There's no gray. You can't. I, you, well. It's all gray because you don't have enough. There's not enough information. In your heart. I want you to you look at just your gut. <laughs> gut, heart, gut and heart. Both of those together. Guts. A heart is a guts. So you're, that's all the same thing. All right, there's a disclaimer to this that this is just like gut reaction and not necessarily a statement. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, because obviously I'm not going to like. Don't Provi- be able reputation. to provide evidence. For, no, of course. I'm saying, no, it's all gut. It's all gut what you guys believe. All right, I'm going to go through my list of the only things I could even think about. Aliens. Yes. Absolutely. That Big- one I will definitively. Okay. Give, yes. Bigfoot. Yes. Yeah. Vampires. Mm, possibly. Including, including at one time or currently. This all is... is. What about like psychic vampirism? I'm totally on... I'm 100% on board with that. I'm on the fence about the vampire thing. Okay. Okay. I mean, because that is easily traceable to fiction and, and things, allegedly. And and Vlad the Impaler, well, his I mean, origin story, it's like well, it's a very... A it's fucking a, national it's, hero. It's very, it's like very flowery language to describe like what people were like un, trying to process what they'd seen. A bunch so of people's a, heads on stakes. And it's like, anyway, so no. I'm going to say likely not on vampires is well, my guess. I'm going to have to agree. Okay. Psychics. Of course. Yes. Danny. Uh, I think very few of the people that claim to be psychics are. I think most of them are just really good. But does cold is there readers. someone out there that has? Yeah, yeah. Had, okay. some of the yeah. most powerful psychics are bagging your groceries. Okay, they don't have neon signs on That's like Hollywood sex, Boulevard. By the way, yep. And, and hold on, and to claim that uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a big list. I'd like to get through this tonight. But I think he's right. <laughs> but to claim that like uh, 
all psychics are like John fucking Edwards. Kreskin motherfuckers. Sure. Like I think a lot of them are just like really emphatic and like can sense things differently. Wolfmen. That I'm more inclined to believe than vampires. Yeah. I'm. Uh, now, I, I as well. It's easier for me to be on board with the Wolfman than a vampire for sure. You know now, Emo Phillips. I know Emo Phillips. I love him. He's a Wolfman. What? That's true. Oh, I should ask him that. You should look at... Now, when my, you're saying Wolfman... No, he was my father's I've never been <laughs> a Wolfman. With, uh, I love that guy. He's got the best joke about Dayton, Ohio. Really? Dayton, Ohio, the birthplace of white flight. That's <laughs> really funny. <laughs> That's... Anyway, what were you... With uh, lycanthropes? Yeah. Like, do I... To say when I'm saying yes, do I necessarily have to agree with like the transformation part? Or can I just believe that there's almost like a hybrid sort of Yeah, deal? that's fine. Anything okay. under that, any, any, uh, Wolfman, I didn't say werewolf, I said Wolfman, so anything under that blanket. Yeah. I specifically chose Wolfman, specifically I did. Ghosts. Absolutely. Yes. Time travel. Yep. I don't know. All right. Shadow people. Yes. Yeah. Can I tell you something about shadow people? Of course. <laughs> I only have I only have three spook-em-ups. I told you one. You know my shadow man story. I forget it, but you can tell it after I tell mine. I have a UFO story, too. Okay. Well, I have three spook-em-ups. One's a ghost. One's a UFO. One's a shadow man. When I was... I Actually, which is a two-parter. Get ready. I was a little baby boy. <laughs> all right? So tiny, you wouldn't believe it. Is this the hand? Yes. <laughs> I love this story. I had peanuts. I had Charlie Brown wallpaper that I loved dearly, and I loved looking at it while I was going to sleep because I love Charlie Brown. So you just stare lovingly at your at, wallpaper. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this explains a lot. This is two different. This is two different. <laughs> this is two different times. Just jerking off to pig pen. <laughs> ah, come on! I was too little. I didn't have a wiener. I love his sexy lines. <laughs> uh, I. This one, though, wallpaper's peeling. I better spackle it. Guys, Sorry. Let's let is, you let, back to the story. My mother listens to the. She doesn't. Um, and I, I. There's two different times. Two different days. I don't, I don't even know if they were close together, but I was definitely this age, living at this house at a very young age. A fucking hand on the wall doing this, like shadow on the wall, just doing this. I, I'm I'm weirdly grasping at the air in, in kind of a weird. He's doing like a like imagine like a jazz hand grabbing a baton, like an inverted in jazz slow hand. motion. Yes, it, yes. Wow. Huh. Um, these Hollywood types real flattered with the fucking words, ain't they? Also, it's like. Uh, <laughs> A very like delicate squeezing of a stress ball. Oh yes. yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. I love a stress. Almost ball. as if as you're squeezing the stress ball, you're saying, "Shall they live, <laughs> or shall they yeah, die?" Yeah, it's a kind of. It's a villainous. Uh, yeah, villainous. It's true. Oh my god, I'm putting things together. Okay. A villainous squeeze. And then, and that was the first time I saw a shadow thing. And then the other time was straight up in my window. It was like it was a darker than the than the than the dark was outside, and we lived in like a you know like a suburban little like plat you know suburban area where there's tons of street lights. It was a it was light outside. It, it was a it was infinitely darker than it was outside. Silhouette of a man or shadow thing just pop up, pop back down, hmm. and then shortly after that is when I had my Charlie Brown freakout with the babysitter, where I hmm. where I thought for the first time, what happens if there's no if there's no Life. It's kind of weird that Charlie dead. Brown is so central to Well, because Charlie Brown kept on flashing in my mind because he was all over my walls. You're saying you're actually, you didn't witness shadow people. You witnessed shadow <laughs> peanuts. I, I love Charlie Brown. Anyway, so that's, what's your 
Shadow Man story. Okay. Uh, I don't believe in Shadow Man, by the way. That, that could have been anything. A pervert. Probably was. Could have been a, a neighborhood perv. What if it was you time traveling from the future to get another run of that pig pen on <laughs> wallpaper? <laughs> Your dirty little pig pen. You're like, oh, my hand's cramping. <laughs> cool. Uh, this is a story I haven't told a lot of people, and okay. I almost kind of feel weird talking about it on a podcast that, like, thousands and thousands of 80 people will listen to. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's my oldest memory. Uh, I'm not sure if it's something I experienced or it was a dream, uh-huh. but it's the farthest back in my life that I can remember, and it feels far more vivid than any dream I've had since then. But I remember my old house in Franklin. Uh, I've lived different places in Franklin, but the mm-hmm. house I grew up on was on top of a hill overlooking these woods, uh, kind of like where the park is down there. And I remember, are this called, uh, what are those houses called where like you go in the door and then like the basements, it's kind of like the front entrance is. I know you're talking about, I don't know what you're talking about. God, I, I knew so that. Where, like, part I of duplex? it's underground, part so of it's duplex? basement. Or, no, no duplex. Oh. duplex is like, it's a house that has like two like apartments in it. Uh, um, high level. Oh, shit. I know. I can't remember what you're... T- I, I know the name, but I can't remember. It's just like the entrance is on its own little level. Okay. And then there were steps that went down to a half-unfinished basement, which is kind of like our living room, TV room, or whatever. And in this experience, or dream, whatever it was, I was at the bottom of those steps. I could, like, feel the carpet. Like, I still remember how that feels. Uh, to my left, there's, like, a little alcove with three doors. One went to a closet, one went to the water heater, and one went to the garage. There was no lights on down there, but it was morning because I could. The light was coming from behind me down through the door to part to part of the basement, mm-hmm. and in that alcove were like three figures, like pure black, and they were standing. The one in the middle was like the tallest, and then the two to his sides were a little smaller, and I could hear my mom upstairs. I could hear the sounds of her cooking, the smells of her cooking. She was making oatmeal. And then I remember the three things in the alcove saying, we are your family now. Oh, God, God no. That's so it wasn't. Ugh. It wasn't scary. What? Okay, okay, that changes things. <laughs> it's just strange. That's That changes things if you were not frightened by it. Yeah, I See, wasn't. I was deeply fucking freaked out by my experiences. So that's scarier that you weren't freaked out. When I saw a UFO, I was Not scared. all these things have to be malevolent. But they're, they don't understand them, so we have to kill them because I'm scared. <laughs> Wait, you know what I mean? Wait, you get it? Wait, you would have made a great like uh, pioneer, yeah, or, like, yeah. like you would have just killed everything that you didn't understand. Yeah, new plants, new animals. Oh yeah, I've been uh, through three cats just because they were different colors. Such. <laughs> so when Sean moves, he just throws pox blankets around for like the first couple of months, and then he moves in. Yeah, that is kind of like. I've had what people would call sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't sound like you were frozen in your situation no. here. Um, it doesn't sound like you were... I was not frozen. You were not frozen either. I, so, I feel like when people have sleep paralysis or have those those experiences, that's the main thing you remember is that you couldn't move because you Exactly, because yeah. you're so terrified. As now, far as I know, I've never had sleep paralysis. That's... Um, so you can't write it off as sleep paralysis. Sure. Um, there are things called the gin which some people are very uh, into. Uh, There's this woman, uh, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, I believe is her name. She's the supposed expert on gin. DJI double N. 
They're all in the Quran. Yeah. Rosemary like and Giley was once collecting information for a book on shadow people, and I actually emailed her my story. Really? And then Are you in one of her books? I don't know. I never read it. I just <laughs> thought about that. But she look it up. She responded to me about it and asked me to like draw a picture or whatever of like the house outlay, and then I felt weird about it and I didn't respond. Hmm. I should look into that and see if that's in you there. You should. I read her book. Um I read one of her books on the gin. No, and, about the sh- shadow people, I mean. And it scared the hell out of me. I, I bought, uh, it's a dumb joke, but I, I, op- I had to open up an Etsy account to buy a necklace off a girl in Thailand, to uh, the, the Seal of Solomon pendant, because mm-hmm. she in her book she says that that helps protect you against the djinn. But, and you just hang it on your bed or you wear it or whatever. But uh, it's been broken now for a while, so I should get that fixed. But hmm. um, but yeah, some people think the shape-shifting tricksters of the night are the djinn. She thinks that like aliens, um, Bigfoot... All that stuff. She thinks it's all gin. Uh, she thinks it's mostly huh. all gin. Oh, that all these things can be fairies. About Rosemary elves. and Guiley. Or? Yeah. Okay. She thinks she. That's her theory. Is that most of this stuff is gin? So it's kind of like she's she's wrapping it up under one package, kind of like how the people that think that the moon is. Because she's saying that gin can present themselves like... any way you want them. Well, it's, it's kind of weird to have to. to specify that when like it's kind of like religion. It's like different interpretations of like same feelings and thoughts and stuff. Yeah. Most of the time. Do you guys believe that the moon is a hologram? Um, there's a, no. are you talking about David Icke right now? I, I guess. Yeah. It's under that same thing where people that think the moon is a hologram and also think as a result, well, David Icke is latest thing. At least I don't know what he's on now, but he was the, the moon's an amplifier, right? And Saturn is a radio basically, that is sending these radio waves. The moon amplifies it to Earth, creating this matrix of a reality that we believe we're in. Yes. Uh, serving, essentially, the reptilians. That's so awesome. Okay, so let's continue on. I can't prove <laughs> yeah. that that's not true, but I feel like it's not. <laughs> I also couldn't tell you how a fucking regular radio works. So <laughs> Yeah, neither could I. Shadow people. Mothman. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Chupacabra. No. I don't know. Can I Chupacabra? Miley Cyrus is older than Chupacabra. Hmm. Chupacabra is Just not coyote that, with mange. She uh, Chupacabra is not that old of a cryptid. Um, the legends of Chupacabra only date back twenty some years, and I don't think, from what I've been able to research and look into it, uh, Chupacabra seems the least likely of almost all of the cryptids, in my opinion, to be legitimate. You know, I, I. I... I, I tried to buy some information on uh, on Bigfoot, Shut the and fuck they would only up. accept cryptid currency. Uh. <laughs> um, that's all this was lead up to that joke. I'm just kidding. Thanks for the setup. JK, rep- magic. Yeah. Yes. Like chaos magic? Sure. Oh, just... yeah. That's the best one. Okay. It's when you're... Well, I don't know if it's the best one. Jerking I'd off on things you wrote. One. It's weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. Reptilians. Uh-huh. I don't know. All right. Um, alternate universes. Yeah, yep. sure. Uh-huh. Pukwudgie. Probably the most terrifying of all of these, in my opinion, is the Pukwudgie. I don't know. There's a... I don't know the Pukwudgie. Pukwudgie is... is... Let me see how you how you wrote it down. How are you saying this? Pukwudgie. P-U-K-W-U-D-G-I-E. The Pukwudgie. I've never... How have I never heard of the Pukwudgie? Pukwudgie are these like tiny... like a gnome. It's, it's like a... Tone, uh, they were named by a Native American tribe. They were named the Pukwudgie. They are, mis- they are mischievous, weird... Not even mischievous. They're fucked up. They'll lure you into the swamps and they'll kill you. Oh, that's more than mischievous. It's real messed up. Like and Ambush I don't like sirens. it. sirens. 
I, I the the freakest outest I've ever been is I listened to a podcast that talked about that once and it was too much. Um, okay, uh, and uh, the Jersey Devil. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, perhaps, uh, just perhaps for the record, not in like the traditional story of like the sun turning into it and flying up the chimney. Sure. Well, I'm. Uh, thank you for this recording. I'm going to ruin all of your guys' lives and careers. I appreciate that. You know, my whole career is based on believing in this. Oh stuff. boy, you're gonna. I'm going to show <laughs> you up, singer. Good luck getting me because I've already ruined my life long ago. <laughs> that is interesting. There's the interesting thing about a lot of this stuff. I think there's a guy named uh, Jay Widener. He used to be like a screenwriter and stuff like that. Anyway, he got really obsessed with alchemy, mm-hmm. right? And so he started doing all this research on alchemy and all these cathedrals in France and the Freemasons and things like that, right? And he said the deeper you go into a lot of these stories, and even Graham Hancock, who's written some great books on like alternative history rules. stuff, like it's the deeper you go into like finding the truth about this stuff and looking for it, the more you realize that like, oh, these gods are, uh, these gods might just be aliens. Uh, all these different gods and all these different creatures. They could be, and and then you get. I mean, I'm so into this. I think Elon Musk actually might be uh, the uh, the still living Francis Bacon. Hmm. But um, I mean, I have no evidence for that, and I'm sure there's people who said I grew up with Elon Musk, and you're wrong. But like, I, I don't think Francis Bacon is dead. I think Matt Sharp from the Rentals in Weezer grew up with him. Oh, did he? Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain. Okay, oh. so that's probably pretty easy to disprove. <laughs> But um, I think Francis Bacon is alive. You, you is weren't expecting. Huh. You weren't expecting the Weezer. That was defense. a Weezer deep cut. I'm not going to lie. I don't know who Francis Bacon is. I've heard Francis the name. Bacon is. Uh, he was like this aristocrat, super intelligent, um, had money, didn't have money, had money um, guy from I think it was like the 17th century. Anyway, or he wrote Shakespeare. Oh, he didn't. He didn't write. He put together this group called the Knights of the Helmet, right? Okay. Because basically, what they wanted to do was to spread the English language. Okay. And because they thought it would help like Europe's dominion over the earth and shit like that, right? But at the same time, he had this like coming to God moment where apparently he saw some ascended master or he had some spirit come to him. And basically the long and short of the message was um, people who are trying to get applauded and trying to be like lauded um, are, are not good. You need to pass along the truth of the universe to people, and but do it in a way where no one knows that you're doing it, hmm. right? And so then... You have, uh, then you have Shakespeare, which apparently, according to some people, like Jay Widener, this guy, where there is a code, there's a cipher of the secrets of Freemasonry, which is basically alchemy and decalcifying the pineal gland, opening your third eye, living mm-hmm. longer, tapping into your superpowers, shit like that, right? Ciphered into certain Shakespeare plays because in the early edition, the first editions of some of the Shakespeare. There is uh, these these headings that are like these drawings, and they have like a light, a white A and a black A, which apparently was Francis Bacon's signal. Um, and so there's all these people writing Shakespeare, and Athena is translated to Shaker of Spear, right? Huh. And so like they kind of worshipped this Athena because she was like the ultimate god of like knowledge and shit. Sure. Right? So so he had this vision telling him that he needs to pass on all the great information, the greatest truths of the universe, but can't be applauded for it. So now he gets a bunch of people together. They write a bunch of the plays that will last forever with some of these messages in there. You just have to figure out how to cipher it. Because also part of the message apparently was you can't just give this information to people. They have to at least come looking for it. Yeah. You can't just give all this esoteric knowledge to the masses. They all deserve it, 
but they have to at least want it, and then they can get it, right? Hmm. So basically... None of this uh, Obamacare knowledge. Yeah, exactly. So for you, for you layabouts out there. That's basically exactly it. So, but... So you keep going down these rabbit holes, and it turns out that, like, oh, are these gods actually these ascended masters, aliens, hybrids? Who were they, actually? And it's really fascinating, interesting stuff. Hmm. And it's like the difference between religion and theology, you know, or, like, religion and theology—Joseph Campbell talks about how, like, religion isn't supposed to—like, these myths that we're all told and, you know— Passed through ages, they're not supposed to be told, taken literally necessarily. Yeah, it's like poetry, but then like then uh, religion comes along and turns these myths into rules, like they're real stories. So it's like depending on what side of the fence you're on, these people were either real or they weren't, right? But like, so maybe the the problem with religion is they took all these beautiful stories that are passing along these great lessons that are inherent in all of us because we're mm. all made of the same stuff. Uh, that popped up in different parts of the world all at the same time, strangely, even though they had no contact with each other. And they took those beautiful stories that were supposed to help us learn and be better people, better humans, and keep evolving and ascending. Just mashing down our throats to get us to stop masturbating. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, so yeah, so it's very likely all this stuff is possible. Well, like, even with with Christianity, which is, like, in very semi-recent human history... Because I don't give a fuck what you think. Humans have been around for thousands upon thousands of years. But in very... 5,000 years. (laughs) (laughs) That was like 500. In very semi-recent human history, Christianity has been like one of the biggest shaping tools of this culture. It's a hit. And what caused the initial movement, that's the only reason it's still around, was fucking Constantine seeing a light in the sky. The, the cross in the sky that he saw, the, mm-hmm. the lights in the sky. These miraculous moments, you know, these, <laughs> these, I, I mean, we all can point to anybody who really believes in stuff like deeply can always point to a moment in their life where they experience something miraculous, supernatural, unexplainable. And how long does that moment hold water with you? And like, and to what, and, and to what tests will it, pass you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um some of us see things that are just like "Eh, no one's ever telling me i didn't experience that so it doesn't matter if they believe it Hmm. i believe it and as long as they understand i do that's all that matters well i'm not trying to i'm not trying to bust your your testes here well let's uh i got a puck wedgie i want to introduce you to (laughs) why don't you believe in Anything like this? I don't. I don't because I haven't seen it, and I'm not trying to be one of these little shitbag atheists because I but truly don't like, like atheists. They do you believe in like thermodynamics? Okay, you can't do this. Why? <laughs> thermodynamics made a jet go into this into space. So yeah, know, why but not? Can, but can you actually witness the process? Have you seen it yourself and you understand? How no, it works? but a spaceship went into the sky. Oh, interesting side fact. Yeah. About ships going into space. Did you know that one of the original. Space people, rocketeers, engineer people, Jack Parsons, Jack Whiteside Parsons, was really into the occult, Hmm. super into magic, and was a practicing magician until the day he blew himself up in his garage. Huh. With a spell, no But he was in with Aleister Crowley. Oh, that guy's full. The American chapter, kind of essentially, of, of what Crowley was running. And he like also, he also, this was out in Pasadena, California. 
they had this sex this it was called this black magic sex orgy mansion right yeah and unfortunately it's been torn down it's all condos over there now but um he at one point a young struggling science fiction author who he knew moved into the house when he was down on his luck named l ron hubbard Mm mm-hmm and so then Parsons has to sell the house because he's kind of broke because there's a lot of ties to communism. And so people kind of lose their jobs because they're accused of being a communist and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But this is all while we're like trying to figure out how to get to space. And when you, if you used to believe in rockets, you were a kook. Yeah. You used to be like, you believe in rockets? You're a fucking kook, man. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we see where we are now. But and then he sold the mansion and used the money from the mansion to start like a business partnership with L. Ron Hubbard and L. Ron Hubbard's girlfriend, who was the younger sister of Parsons' wife, who L. Ron Hubbard stole from Parsons because Parsons was cheating on his wife with her younger sister. Didn't one of those women die in that mansion? Um, I, not one of those two. Uh-huh. And so uh, Parsons sells the house. The three of them start this business thing, right, where they all have access to the money, kind of. L. Ron Hubbard and the girl go to Miami steal the money, and buy the yachts, the boats that started Scientology. Huh. So you have like the space race, you have America, you have the beginnings of NASA, the beginnings of Scientology, and then also Aleister Crowley all like in bed together, literally and figuratively. And they single-handedly started and then ruined the ranch because Danny (laughs) Masterson was a Scientologist. I believe! I believe! (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit! So we all we brought it all back. Oh my god! Well, okay, the the occult stuff, magic is probably the, on all of these. Okay, multiple universes and stuff uh, that probably exists because what is existence? Whatever. Well, you and know, then, someone who backs that up is uh, what's the what's the fucking one dude's name? Atheist Jesus, uh, yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, yeah. Magic is just science yet defined. That's what Sir George Fraser says. Well, then tell me this: if people with their will can make shit happen, why hasn't Donald Trump? Turned into a Butterfinger candy bar. He probably has like a coven of warlocks protecting Yeah, he's got a protection bubble. Now think of it this way. Electromagnetism. Before we knew what electromagnetism was, like that's a magic rock, dude. Watch this. And then shit moves to it. That's a magic rock. Yeah. Well, just friction creating fire is literally magic. Yes. Huh. So it's only a matter of time, I think, and I can't prove this, and I'm not doing the research on it, I'm not a scientist guy, no. um, but it's only a matter of time before things like ESP, telepathy, uh, things like that. Now, telekinesis, that's another thing, like moving something. I believe that. I believe that's a power that could be potentially harnessed at some point. But at some point, I think all of this stuff is measurable at hmm. some point. It think, might be many, many years from now. I think To the Stars is working with those uh, concepts as well. Yeah, and like remote viewing. I'm, so, I'm sure What's that's involved with it. It's that Tom DeLonge group. Okay. Um, Tom DeLonge is Blink-182 man. Yeah. I'm trying to was. keep up with this stuff. And he's working confused. with like people from Lockheed, former people from Lockheed Martin, the Department of Defense, the military. Like He's got a former general in there. He's got like all kinds of people. And like at least yeah. uh, the guy whose name I probably said different every time. Luis Elizondo. Yeah. The guy who just talked to the New York Times and all that. He's working with him in that company. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an interesting time. It's a fascinating time. It is. It is. It is weird. The fact that the fact that reality doesn't seem like real anymore is fucking. Nuts. It's slowly melting away. It's really fucking. Nuts. You're in a coma, Sean. 
That, I've been that night. You caused a car accident by wearing a 10 XL sweater. <laughs> was the last breath of actual reality. You've Why taken. didn't I come up with something better? I've mm. been. I have been. I have. Yeah, I don't know. I've been stressed out. You're in a hospital bed. <laughs> like that's like the life support machines, the, the yeah. podcast computer. Yep. And we and, are just different manifestations of your psyche. And in your real life, in the hospital bed. There's so many puck wedgies surrounding, <laughs> so licking and touching and waiting for you. There's so. Look up a picture of a puck wedgie. Putting their hair in your mouth. Well, it's been fun. Um, are, you, I mean, you guys want to keep going? I can keep going for. <laughs> I don't know. I might be a little. I might be running out of. On, oh, I got to go eat dinner okay. still. Wow. What time is it? Does, oh, I see. does Mark Manson use a screensaver? No. No. He's a he's a professional. He has a whole garage dedicated he's to got this. A whole garage, yeah. So coming, yeah, that's in a garage. Now you're in a real nice basement with a weird bed. <laughs> Welcome to the big leagues, Ryan. <laughs> you know, it, you know, it feels good to be underground. You know what I mean? Uh, I do. Okay, like, good. I mean, this is like very well decorated for a room that's never used. It is true. It's I see true. a book on adulthood and aging over there. That's interesting. <laughs> That's yeah, Julie likes books. Smashed into the microphone with my headphones, looking uh, for this book. And there's a there's a buttress of uh, or a bust of. Oh uh, yeah, that's one of mine. It's of real a weird. creepy child. Yeah, I got that off Craigslist. Uh, that's definitely haunted. And uh, <laughs> well, I should show you some of my haunted items. I, I got don't from want, a weird I do abandoned not, house. Don't take this the wrong way, but I do not want your haunted items. Oh, there's um, one's a corsage. I oh. have a. <laughs> That's so creepy. That's super creepy. One's a cold camera and one's a corsage. I have a, a rock from the Bell Witch's Cave. Oh, really? Not on me. <laughs> I don't just carry it around with <sighs> well, it. Well, this has been fun. Uh, yeah, I feel like we could have gone on for like a million years. Let, but, let's you plug know. my... Can I plug my oh, website? please plug everything. Absolutely You've not. got a book, don't you? you got oh, a I just book. released a book. Yeah. I'm an author now. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, I just can't... You know, all you have to do is self-publish a book and you can call yourself an author. It, it counts. Uh, it's called Ryan Singer's Comedy Notebook. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon. Um, I also have them with me when I do shows. Cool. Um, they just came out a couple weeks ago. Cool. So it's a it's a replica of my stand up comedy notebook. So it's kind of like I'm you get to see into a comedian's notebook for the first time. It's like my diary. It's kind of an art book. It's a fun little art book. I do set list. Uh, I make a set list before every show. But six years ago or so, I started doing that differently. I started doing a drawing instead mm-hmm. to try to have like a concept or an idea before I performed, as opposed to like a rigid list of all the jokes I would tell. And um, so this is about 120 of those from the last five or six years that, that I've cool. compiled. So it's like it looks like a composition notebook when you buy it, when you get it. <laughs> and do you have a new album out too? Or Not one? yet. I'm going to re- be recording a new one sometime early in the next year. Cool. Uh, so in the next few months, I hope to be recording a new album. It was Ryan Singer Comedy, correct? Dot com, yeah. Dot I'm com. on Instagram. I love Instagram. Rising. Yeah. Do and you still... Rising. Oh, Rising is... I thought you, I thought that was a fun joke earlier because I don't I didn't yeah. even know if you realized. No, you I did, did not. Oh, but yeah, Rising is my Instagram and Twitter and all that. Do you and still, me and Paranormal use my podcast? Yes, it's do very. Do you still hate Tyra Banks? Still hate Tyra Banks. <laughs> well, not not a lot to love there. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. Uh, Danny, always a pleasure. I sure. think. Wow. This, this almost sounds like we're going to end it like a normal show ends instead of on something real weird. Here comes the hot stepper. What up, Gosh, I, okay. I wish I could remember that Incubus song. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, the Incubus, you know that song. You know I, it. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. I gotta have my pops. <laughs>